Hello, welcome to another great lot of the Southwest. So excited today. You know, you've seen him for over 20 years. He's a foundational pillar of GLC. He's known all over the world by different things. Author, speaker, pastor, teacher, musician, singer, apostle, and a dear friend. His name is none other than Dr. Nigel Big Pond. How you doing, Dr. Big Pond? I'm doing good. I feel good, doing good. Uh, it's been a while. Yeah. Since I've been in the studio. Yeah. It's, 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 it's good. It, it is good. good. Well, you know, people have been seeing you uh, multiple times during the week. In, in fact, you know what? I wrote this down for us. Um, every Sunday at 8.30 a.m., Mondays at 12.30 a.m., Tuesdays at 11 a.m., Wednesdays at 4.30 a.m., and Wednesday, Wednesdays at 5 p.m. You can see Dr. Nigel Big Pond, The Gathering Place, and just fantastic lessons. So much has happened since you've been on set, but you are definitely still on the network and still on our hearts, and I get to see you every month because I get to film your shows. <laughs> yeah. We have a great time there with your studio there at H in Hectorville, Oklahoma. Mm -hmm. And folks, during the show, go to 2-rivers.com. He's the pastor of Morningstar Evangelistic Center. Go to mschurchofallnations.com, and you can see more about that too. Such a powerful ministry, not only around the world, but also uh, in and around Oklahoma. And those of you who are watching uh, from the Navajo Reservation, uh, you've been watching Dr. Nizel Big Pond, and it's a very exciting time. You know, Dr. Big Pond, you have a, a burden on your heart more than you ever have before for the Native Americans, and you gave a, a figure recently. Uh, would you tell us about that? Well, <clears throat> there's uh, close to, I believe, six, uh, and we're not real sure about this, but I'm, I'm thinking six million Native people and that's probably those are in reservations. These are the full bloods. And there may be around 9 million when, when you include other places, cities, and, and non-full uh, bloods. But, uh, uh, but we receive them as well. But the main thing that bothers me, if there's 6 million, there's less than 3% of them that are born again, they're saved. Now, I believe they know God. I believe they know God. I, uh, if they listen to their ancestors and their uh, uh, the elders of the tribes, uh, you know, we was, we was always raised to pray. We always believe we're spiritual people. Uh, we always believed in prayer. Everything that we did was very sacred. The land was sacred. The water was sacred. Uh, God's creation was sacred. So all this was sacred. So, but... What, have, what I have a burden for is it's time to get our people saved, born again, believing in Jesus Christ, Yeshua, as their Lord and Savior. And, and uh, that's, that's my, my purpose, and that's what I'd like to see. I'd like to hear different numbers. If it is, in fact, six million, then I'd like to... I'd like to hear at least half more than half of them are saved. Right. And and so um, I'm really looking into that number, really looking into that uh, those that are saved. I hope to God I'm wrong. But uh, uh, all indications seems to be that I'm pretty, it's, I'm pretty close to right. 
and I don't like that. And and uh, it's time that our native people, you know, we love this land, and our children need to love this land. My grandchildren love this land, and we need to we need to understand this one called Yeshua, Hamashiach, our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ, and so. And we're living in a time now that you know, you need Christ more than ever in this day and time that we have now and what we're going through and all the things that's happening in the government. And uh, we just need to really get our children, get our grandchildren, get our families really knowing God, understanding God, and understanding Jesus Christ as their Lord and Savior. Well, I know that's of chief importance to you. I've got to sit under your teaching for years as we film The Gathering Place, and I know what a burden it is for all people uh, to come to the Lord and mm -hmm. how important it is for you. You know, for so many years, you would preach about a sleeping giant that will be awakened. There was a word by, or by Billy Graham, actually, mm -hmm. but Oral Roberts actually uh, came to your church mm -hmm. Uh, right before he went on. Mm -hmm. And most people didn't know uh, how active Oral Roberts was with the Native American community. I believe he was Cherokee. Yeah. Very tall man, too. Most people didn't know that. Mm -hmm. But he, I know he thought the world of you, and he read your book, Woman Warriors, yeah. or Women Warriors, which, folks, you need to be sure and get that book. It continues to be a, a staple for you women warriors out there, and, and, of course, the men who pray and love them as well. But... What was that like to see Oral Roberts come to your church? Well, <clears throat> it was a very unique day. Um, we didn't know, you know, he kept calling, changing the dates, Monday, Saturday, Sunday. We, we didn't know. He's, and I'm sure they were doing that so they wouldn't have a bunch of people coming in and just kind of running things for him. He just... He wanted to be, he was Cherokee, and we had Cherokees in church. Of course, we had Choctaws, and we have uh, Creeks and Uchis and all kinds of tribes in there. And plus we have, it's a church of all nations. We have Afro-Americans, uh, uh, Hispanic, uh, even Asian at times, and of course Native and Caucasian. So it's a church of all nations, and he wanted to be with his Cherokee people one time, and I think it was two weeks before, I mean, two months before he went to be with the Lord, he came and he said, I wanted to be with my people, and it was very, of course, you know, when Rob comes to your church, he immediately asks him if he wants to say anything, right. and, and I did, and he said, no, I don't really, I just came to hear you, and I thought to myself, yeah, you come to hear me, you know, and and so I got up to minister, and so he was sitting there in the front. We set him in the front, and I said, Brother Robert, you sure you don't have anything to say? And he said, well, I might have something to say. And so two and a half hours later, well, <laughs> we, uh, he dismissed us. <laughs> and we ate with him, had dinner with him, and the church all stayed and talked to him. And, uh, you know, it, just, uh, it was just a time that he just downloaded all the things. He wept a lot. He cried because, 
you know, because he was Native American, and plus he went on reservations. And we had him to pray for all the children, all the people in the church, and, and he loved that. And that's when he began to cry because he was sitting. We set him on, in a chair with a microphone in his hand, and that reminded him of the old uh, tent days. Yeah. Tent ministry, and he began to weep. And, and But he was praying, and one thing that he said, he said, Son, whenever you go, wherever you go, I want you to do this favor for me and I said what is that and he said I want you to release health wealth and miracles and he said I know you've been hanging onto the rope here at this church for many many years and I said yes sir I have and he said well keep on <laughs> keep on hanging on that rope because you're going uh, afar you're going to do great things and we have you know we started a two rivers Native American training center there we have about I think nine buildings, working on 10 buildings, uh, working on a new building, a new uh, uh, <clears throat> building for the community, what we call a community center. Right. Because the community really has no place that they can have meetings or even funerals or weddings other than our church. We're about the biggest thing out there. And it's, you know, it's, it's a little ways from Tulsa, maybe 15, 16 miles. Right south of Tulsa, and, and we're about the biggest thing. Well, we are the biggest thing out there. And, uh, and we, we serve the people. We take care of them. We feed them. We, we've given them clothes and toys and all kinds of stuff there. Because I, I work with a lot of different ministries, and have, they have blessed us over the years and with different things and brought truckloads of food and, and like I said, furniture, supplies, toys for the kids, and different things. And so uh, we've done a lot for that community at, wow. and around there. And so we're pretty well known there. It's called Morning Star Evangelistic Center and plus Two Rivers Native American Training Center. And uh, uh, people pretty well know about us there and what we do. We also have a a uh, medical uh, uh, facility there where we, we uh, people that don't have insurance they can come to Good Samaritan and they'll work with them and, and help them. And plus we have a women's uh, 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 time just for women as well to come in. Incredible ministries. Yeah, yeah. But you know, in addition to all these things you do, you've made history and we're going to go into that. You know, some of you are watching for the very first time. Uh, I've known this brother. He's an amazing man. And the things that you're about to hear are truly amazing as well. The legendary SWAT training. The people from all over the world come to uh, Two Rivers Native American Training Center to take part in SWAT. It is renowned. Uh, you have signups even as we speak. People can register for that. You want to talk about serious uh, training in spiritual warfare, you need it. You need to get involved in SWAT. Uh, you've seen Mission Messiah girls uh, with, with the incredible man, Jamie Berryhill. He's, he has sent uh, people to SWAT, and they came back completely different. They were strong before, but something happened uh, at SWAT. What does SWAT stand for, for those who are discovering this for the first time? Well, SWAT is a strategic warriors at training. 
It's a military term, uh, and it's military-based uh, because uh, a lot of our people are mil ex-military people, and we feel like, uh, you know, we're dealing with spiritual warfare. And so we felt like it. we need to... We started out with a Bible school, which did very well when it first started out. We had uh, a lot of people coming, but uh, me and Jay Swallows uh, started it, and Jay came to me one day, and he said, you know, this is good. I enjoy it, but we need people out on these reservations now. We can't wait you no know, two years till they graduate. And so, and don't get me wrong, Bible school is good, and if you're going to a Bible school, that's fine. But we, we set it down to a two-week or a week training. And, of course, they had to, we want them to come back in March and June and October and just continue to come back, and we work with them. And we'll take them to reservations uh, with us and, and, and train them. And uh, also we train them right there at Two Rivers, for a week, from nine o'clock till seven o'clock, <clears throat> and we have uh, people that are like Clifton Pettit. Now we have uh, him; he's full blood Cherokee. Yeah, myself, we have uh, uh, Chickasaws coming in. We have L Lakota Sioux coming in, uh, Ojibwe and Crees coming in. And, and and others. I mean, not not just native people. We have other people that come in that uh, that help us in the training, and of all all nationalities. And we've had all nationalities there. We've had Hispanic. We've had Asian coming there. We've had people from Mexico, from Africa, from uh, uh, from from uh, Russia. Uh, like I said, Asia, just just different people coming from different areas, Spain, uh, and just Amazing. coming in for this training, and plus, of course, America, and and they have come, and we have taught them, and uh, I think we have a, a what makes us so unique. I think is because um, we go back just pre-Bible, uh, and I don't get me wrong, we teach from the Bible, but you got to understand Native people, you know, they knew God way before anyone brought the Bible to us. We knew, we knew God. We prayed, very spiritual people. Um, our, our elders always taught us about creation, uh, how to how to honor creation, what God created, the, the animals, the, the wind, uh, the, uh, the air we breathe, the, uh, the land, and uh, just, you know, the birds and the trees, everything that God created, they, they taught us how to make that very sacred. And so... On this, we got, there's 60 acres I have there, and on the 60 acres, there's a place that I used to go and pray all the time, even when I was young, and it's a sacred place. And so I'll take the, 
recruits, we call them recruits, we take them up there to the sacred place to listen to God. You know, a lot of times people, when they go to God, they're always, you know, they're just talking to God all the time and they won't listen. So I tell them, I take them up there and I, I tell you, now listen, I want you to sit down, shut up and listen to God and listen to what God has to say. And invariably, every time we do that, there's what my dad called the sweet wind. Wow. And the sweet wind comes, he said, son, on a hot summer day, when it's cool, when, when it's hot, and a cool breeze comes, and a sweet fragrance comes, he says, that's God. Mm -hmm. That's God's sweet wind. Basically saying, well done, my good and faithful servant. You know, and so it just, it just allows you to know that God is with you and he's listening to you. Now, you, will you listen to him? And so there's just a, a lot of things on that land that we've, we, we raise the flag. We raise the flag every day. Uh, we salute the flag. We pray. Uh, it's, it's really unique because, you know, in place, especially in this day and time, they don't, they don't honor the flag. Right. They don't pray a lot. And, and so uh, we try to do all those things, bring all those uh, avenues back. And plus we teach on the, the principles of spiritual warfare and things and, and uh, what, what took place in the days of old. We take them back to the old days. And, but we don't get away from the Bible. We don't get away from God. Uh, we still, all of us know the scriptures very, very good, and so it's it's uh, been really a, a unique place. And like I said, we've had, and w another thing, we don't allow a lot of people to come at one time because right, it's right. so it's so intense. We very don't specialize. Want, yeah, we don't want Focused. a thousand people or a hundred people or five hundred people there because we want people focused. And I always pay honor to the people that come because you get you got to realize they're taking maybe a week or two weeks out of their time with their family or at home or jobs or whatever and giving it to God. Not everybody will do that. Not everybody will do that. So uh, I give it, give all honor to God and, and what they do and we honor them for what they're doing and, you know, they'll, we will, they have, T-shirts, special T-shirts, and special uh, uh, berets that yep. we put on them, and and then the the uh, wings they get wings and the emblem of two rivers, and and so we honor them, and and then if once they go through say maybe four or five weeks of training, we we set them in what we call OTC, which is Officer Training Corps. And that's the ones that we really can depend upon. We've taken them to reservations. We took them to Washington, D.C., right. to all tribes, D.C., there in October 16, 2016, uh, where 27 tribes went and worshiped and prayed and released a prayer of forgiveness to a nation that never asked for forgiveness right. there at the Washington Monument there, which the Lord had me to call, and now is to me, is, is what we call the sacred place. A very special place, very special land. 
Yeah. Uh, we've done a lot of shoots there among the sacred stones, so to speak, yeah. the sacred place. Uh, you know, you'd often mention that when warriors would come back from battle, that the elders would look at them and if there was a spirit of fear, they would tell them to go to sacred place and to come back clean. Mm -hmm. uh, and I'll, I'll never forget that. But the land especially, you know, Dr. Big Palm, some ministries do one thing really, really great. But there are several things that are fantastic with this ministry. Uh, again, the Morning Star Church of All Nations, it really is uh, a, a multiplicity of, of racial background and the commonality of, of the Messiah, a beautiful facility. The land is beautiful. There's peace there. And, of course, SWAT training, which is amazing as well. For those of you who are new to seeing Dr. Big Pond, I'll tell you what, folks, uh, he's been a part of history and making history. I'll never forget the time that you were teaching and talking about Chief Crazy Horse, and you said he wasn't crazy. His horse was crazy. <laughs> but there was a prophecy uh, that Chief Crazy Horse gave, and I really believe that you made part of that happen when yeah. you created All Tribes D.C. Will you tell, why don't you tell us about that? Yeah. Let, me, let me pull that up, if I may, so I don't miss it. And it is a prophecy in the 1800s that uh, uh, Crazy Horse gave, and he was a Lakota Sioux, and uh, he, um, he gave this prophecy, which is a very unique uh, prophecy, and this is what he said when he was stretching. You, you, many of you have seen the monument where he's pointing yeah. his finger straight out, uh, where they're building that. Uh, I believe it's in Montana. Uh, no, it's in, in, uh, it's in North Dakota. North Dakota. Yeah. Uh, Crazy Horse is pointing straight forward. And it is said that when he was having the vision you're about to hear about, he was pointing straight forward as if he's seen it right there. You're about to hear this is amazing. Yeah. Well, it was in 1840 to 1877. He died two days after he gave this prophecy. Wow. He was killed at, uh, uh, by a soldier. Uh, they thought he was escaping, but he wasn't. And anyway, they, he says, Upon a suffering, on suffering beyond suffering, the red nation shall rise again. And it shall be a blessing for a sick world. And uh, I think it's, he's talking about today. And we're in a sick world, sick situation. A world filled with broken promises, selfishness, separation, a world longing for the light again. And all those are very unique. The broken promises, selfishness, and separation. We could look at the past and say, well, that's what the native went through uh, during the takeover, but it's also today as well, not just yesterday. Then he goes on to say, I see a, a time of seven generations when all the colors of men will gather under the sacred tree of life and the whole earth will become one circle again. Now he's talking about all nationalities. He's not talking just about native people. He's not talking about Afro-American or just Caucasian or Hispanic. He's talking about all colors of mankind. And the sacred tree of life is a tree where they buried 
when, when tribes would come together and they, they decide not to war anymore against one another, but they would bury their weapons. Uh, they would bury those weapons and uh, uh, they would bury those weapons and then they would plant a tree, an evergreen tree wow. on top of it and that would make it sacred. In other words, if you ever broke the promise that you made with the other tribe, then you'd have to kill the tree. You had to kill the tree to get the weapons out wow. to fight again. Wow. And so that is very, very unique. The sacred tree of life uh, and the whole earth will become one circle again, talking about unity. Then he goes on to say, in, uh, in that day, there will be those among, he's talking about the Lakota, are the first people who will carry knowledge and understanding of unity among all living things. And the young white ones will come to those of my people and ask for wisdom. So <clears throat> he's saying the, the, the white race will come to the native people and they will see wisdom. They will pull on their wisdom because of what they're going through, what the country's going through what this country's going through now. Uh, and they will see that wisdom and they want that wisdom. And they're looking for the light. They're looking for, I mean, we're living, we could be living in darkness right now. Then he goes on to say, I salute the light <clears throat> within your eyes where the whole universe dwells. I'm talking about wisdom. And for when you are at that center within you and I'm at that place within me, we shall be one. And so he's talking about unity. But let me go back here just a minute. I did, I missed something here where he talks about the seven generations. Now the seven generations of people, that's those that are like uh, probably in their 40s and 50s. These right. are the ones like you probably. Uh, I see a time of seven generations when all the colors of mankind. So these 40s and 50-year-old people, they are key to bringing back the promises of God in our country. Wow. And so people need to understand that. that and plus the young people as well. The, the, our young people are, are very key as well. And uh, also the women, the women warriors are, are key because they have the ability to give birth, uh, whereas man can't give birth, but women can, and even though some believe they can, but they can't. Uh, and you, you said this earlier about when the warrior came in from hunting or battles, the women would stand on one side, the man, the elder women, and the elder man would stand on the other, and they would have those warriors come through there and if they seen fear or anger on their face, that'd make them leave and go to the sacred place and to remove that fear and anger uh, because they, they looked at that as a cancer, as a disease, and so right. they didn't want it within their encampment. So they'd make the warrior go back until they got that, that spirit off of them, then they was allowed to come in. But anyway, this, uh, wow. this is a... Prophecy, I believe, is for today. Uh, you know, the, 
because we are a suffering nation right now. Uh, uh, and the red nation is rising again. Uh, they're going to be coming up again. And I'm not saying that we have all the answers to everything. But God, the, the red nation, let me say this. The Native American people has never lost their culture. Right. Whereas the Afro-American, uh, the Caucasian, and, and even Hispanic, some have lost their culture. And that's God's given culture. And you don't, you don't play with God's given culture. You, you keep that culture. And we still have our culture. We still speak our language. We still have our dance. We still have our, our, our uh, uh, way, our, our beliefs. Uh, we still like sang our songs. Uh, and see, all that in the beginning, they tried to take away from us. Right. But they couldn't do it. They sent us to boarding schools. You know, they was, you know, they would, they would kill those that try to sing their songs or get rid of the medicine man if he tried to beat the drum or whatever. And just to, because they knew that spirit was so strong when they start singing and speaking in their language and, and all these dancing and all that, it would strengthen their spirit. And they didn't want that spirit to be strong. They wanted, well, <clears throat> it was called socialism. Some things never changed because that yeah. was under Andrew Jackson. Yeah. Who would later, his people form what we know it now as the Democrat Party. Yeah. And of course, we know there's problems everywhere in both camps. However, right. uh, the, the socialist agenda uh, is centuries old and it still doesn't work. But mm -hmm. I'll never forget when it, when it clicked at filming you in one of your great shows, The Gathering Place. It's seven generations. Yeah. And, and you also would teach on a, a prophecy by Billy Graham about uh, the sleeping giant. And, and, and as we continue in this, this would lead to you bringing the tribes together. I was there. Yeah. First time in history, tribes come together in Washington, D.C. the day before the election. Trump yeah. was elected. Yeah. Praise and worship and declarations. Folks, we are in that time, and it's such an honor to see it come to pass. Yeah. And it's, I'm so happy that you did that. You know, you also had Chuck Pierce there and, and other leaders as well, mm -hmm. but, yeah. but you brought it together. And here we are in a sick nation, and we yeah. need to know uh, the ancient wisdom. Uh, you know, the First Nation peoples, they knew the Creator before Columbus, before the Bible. Uh, and there's a lot of information you need to know. Yeah. Well, the sleeping giant in 1975 in Albuquerque, New Mexico, I believe it was, Billy Graham was talking to some native leaders, pastors, and uh, he said, it, you as an Indian are a sleeping giant, as evangelistical Indians are a sleeping giant, you are now awakened, and the original American could turn around and be the evangelist to win other Americans to Christ. Just around the corner, and this is what blew my mind, just around the corner you may become a spiritual superpower that could change and not only America but the world. And, uh, and when, when God gave me the prophecy about the apology 
that I've been working on since 2006. It was signed by Obama in 2010, but he never did release it verbally. He just, you know, it was signed on the defense bill, which I didn't care much about because anytime you want to get something passed, you throw it in the defense bill. And it was signed in 2010, and, uh, uh, but he never did uh, do anything with it. And so we released that uh, prayer of forgiveness. We went ahead and gave forgiveness to a nation that never asked for forgiveness in 2016. Uh, now, there have been other natives up there in Washington, D.C. I realize that, and have come together when they had the, uh, uh, the museum there, the Native American Museum, that a lot of them came up there. But they didn't come up there to worship God. Uh, we worshiped God, we prophesied, we prayed, we praised God right there in front of the, the monument. It's amazing. Yeah, it's, you know, it never has been done before. That yep. was historical. No one's ever done that before. And so, um, and I believe, and, and, and on that day, the Lord gave me this uh, prophecy that when a president releases this apology to the First Nation people. They're to look to the east. At that time, I thought it was the, the direction east, but what it meant was Israel. Wow. To look to Israel, and when they look to Israel, the hand of God will come across the land and healing the land and the nation and the world. And so I'm still believing that. I'm still steadfast on that prophecy that one day it will happen. I don't know who, what president will do it. And uh, I, I guess it doesn't matter which one it, it will be, but the main thing that it, it, gets, it will get done, that, that on that day that prophecy was released. And, um, and, you know, our native people are real close fit to Israel because of their culture. Right. They've kept their culture, they kept their language or songs and different things or dance and and so we're, we're real close to them and uh, I think some of the languages are even so close that uh, they identify with one another. Well one of the oldest if not the oldest Cherokee artifact uh, was reported to be claimed by rabbis as old block Hebrew. I don't know what you think about that, yeah. but folks, uh, we are all connected, and I believe that the First Nation peoples are connected in is to Israel in a remarkable way that we're going to find more about. You know, it was Women Warriors, your book, that Oral Roberts read and was inspired uh, to come to the church. But there's also another book that I've seen you through the years that people can't get enough of. And you didn't ask me to do this, but I got to do it. God's might to fight. And for every day of the year, uh, there are words of wisdom from Dr. Nigel Big Pond uh, in Scripture. And it's just an amazing pocket-sized book. And my goodness, I mean, you've encapsulated so much wisdom in this. And everywhere you go, as the taping of the show... Uh, you're in town speaking. And of course, we want you to know, folks, uh, when Dr. Big Pond is in town speaking, uh, as time goes on, we just bring it all together because he does come to here regularly. But I'm encouraging you all. I have one of these too. 
and God's might to fight. Prophetic thoughts for warriors. You got to have that. Yeah, you, know, you can get that. Uh, be sure and go to 2-rivers.com. Uh, I believe Dr. Big Pond, uh, com is, is, is still uh, up there. Uh, MS Church of All Nations. And of course, you know, if you're in Tulsa or even outside of Tulsa, uh, you can call 918-366-6735 and get the women warriors, get God's mind to fight, but also you got to get involved with SWAT. Uh, it's a life-changing experience. You actually have, uh, you still have Ray Garcia, uh, who, who was in the military, mm, yeah. and a real Marine sergeant that's involved in that. Folks, we've got to get tough, and we've got to come together. But we are in the days we read about. And again, prophecy is coming true, even prophecy from other righteous men, such as Chief Crazy Horse, uh, who mm -hmm. I believe was a godly man. Yeah, he was. So what do you've got there? Well, I'm just, I'm just going over uh, on that. Uh, before the Trail of Tears, with the, the Choctaw, Chickasaw, Cherokee Creek, and uh, uh, let's see what else, Seminole. Uh, when Jackson moved them out of the South into Oklahoma, there was a song that they sung way before that. It's hundreds of years old. It's called Hele Agono Hele Offene, meaning always go forward, never look back. And I was just going over the, the words to that. And what it's talking about in that day and time, it's talking about friends, it's talking about brothers and sisters, and it's talking about uh, 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 those that believe in the Creator, which we call Gohanthony. Gohanthony means great overcomer, uh, overcomes great things in a great way, what it really means. And so back in that day, even this, this song, Always Go Forward, Never Look Back, Hele Agono, Hele Afene, means basically that even in that day and time, they were worshiping God in song. In song, they was worshiping God before the Bible. They I mean, they didn't know, if they had a Bible, they couldn't read it, you know, we know that. And so... They, what it proves that they knew God, the Creator. They may not have knew the Messenger Jesus, and but they knew God. They knew God created. They didn't believe in no Big Bang or no big monkey or lizard crawling <laughs> out of the water, and that's how it started, or some bug or anything like that. They knew that God was the Creator of all things. Could I get you? To sing any of that? Well, I'll see what I can do. <laughs> By the way, folks, uh, Dr. Big Pond is a great singer and a pianist and worshiper. And you actually traveled singing before you stepped into the, the <clears throat> final uh, plateau, so to speak, of All Tribes EC, SWAT, MS Church of All Nations, and all the writings and bringing people together. Uh, such an amazing thing, but what would that be like to hear you sing any of that right now? I'll see what I can do. 
Well, like I said, it's an ancient song, and I, I try to try my best to do it justice. And it's, uh, it means always go forward, never look back. You know, you don't, we don't need to look back at the past defeats or the past victories. We need to go on to greater things and better things. And so I love the song. Everywhere I sing it, people love it and feel the anointing, feel the spirit on it. And so I hope I can do, I'll sing part of it, just a, a bit of it. and you sing all day. Yeah. And you know what? Even though the same dark spirit that would give blankets with chicken pox on them to a people, we see that same dark spirit that would poison its own people today. But that hope and that light is still alive. It has not gone out. And you cannot take that uh, out of the hearts of believers and our, and our Father and I know you can't take that light out in the hearts of the First Nation people. You've got to get involved, folks, in being a part of this harvest as well and getting behind Dr. Nigel Big Pond. And it, it's been such a joy and continues to be. We have a lot of fun uh, when we get to work together and, and have the honor of, of uh, filming you. You know, it was on this very platform, Dr. Nigel Big Pond, that you gave me my first native name. I, I was standing <laughs> there and I... So, you know, Dr. Big Pond, uh, on a lighter note real quick, folks, uh, you know, I, I've got Cherokee and, and uh, you know, I'd like to have a native name. And what would that be? And you looked up at me and you go, Big Head. <laughs> <laughs> so for four years, I was Big Head. <clears throat> and then four years later, so I called you on the phone. I was with my wonderful wife, Christine. I said, hey, you know, the name Brent means firebrand. Uh, it means proud one, too. That didn't work out too good. And I said, hey, you know, it means firebrand. Can I have a cool name like Fire Eagle? And she was with me, man. You said, so be it. It's <laughs> a Fire Eagle. We joke about that. And then you finally gave me a real one because I always travel, Rolling Thunder. And I, I made you record that so that I had a witness. But we have a lot of fun. But, you know, even beyond the laughter, uh, a kindred spirit. Brother, you are a giant in the faith. And people love you so much. I love you so much. And it's time that we come together, Father. As one, we lock shields, and we step into what has already been written. Did you know your life's already been written? When David said to God, my days were written in your book before I was born. Your life's been written, folks. If you trust him, all you have to do is walk it out. That's how you live without fear and anxiety. What? What, what, what did you, um, what word did you get to? It's on. 
You gonna give me a countdown? Your life's already happened, it's already been written, and that's how you can live with no fear and no anxiety when you trust Him. And I encourage you all uh, to tap into that. You know, just like you said, Dr. Big Pond, that fear was a cancer. Uh, to the warriors, the, the, the elder women and men. Well, you know, fear's a cancer now. Mm -hmm. uh, there's fear being propagated by the prince of the air through the lamestream media, but not here on GLC, folks. As a matter of fact, I want to thank you for getting behind positive, it's not just positive, it's true news, true media. People like John in Odessa. John, thank you so much uh, for supporting GLC and keeping this going. And Cheryl, uh, Cheryl is in Amarillo, Texas, Channel 20. Thank you so much, Cheryl. It's people like you that make it happen. You know, there's, there's uh, Juanita, and uh, she's in Amarillo, wow. Oh man, it's just so good to see people's names and faces. And there's Carrie, she's in Midland. She's a part of making things happen. You know, there's three kinds of people, folks. There's people who, who watch things happen. There's people who say, what just happened? And there's people who make things happen. And you know what? People like Dr. Nigel Bigfon, he makes things happen. I make things happen. And you make things happen when you lock shields with us at GLC. David uh, from Abilene, thank you so much for supporting GLC. You know, folks, it's easier than you know. You go to glc.us.com slash give. And from your phone or from your laptop, you can support GLC. And, of course, Tommy in Snyder, Texas. Uh, thank you for making it happen, being a watchman on the wall. Kent in Midland, thank you so much for being a part of this. And folks, in addition to uh, getting behind and investing in the souls in this harvest the, of this historical time that we live in, I also want to ask you to get behind those who are putting it all on the line and making it happen. And one of those people, of course, is Dr. Nietzsche Big Palm. You know, I've watched you through the years, brother. You're the same man in private as you are in public, on the stage in front of a multitude, or just in your studio speaking the truth to people. You know, you're, you're the real deal, and I'm so honored uh, that you're my friend. I'm to be your friend. And you know, something else, another inspiring thing is the turtle. Uh, you talk about being a part of the turtle clan, and mm -hmm. I just know that that's very timely right now. What does it mean? Uh, to be a part of the turtle clan. That's what, oh, my hat, my turtle here. <laughs> uh, well, the turtle clan, I'm from the turtle clan of the Uchi tribe, and the turtle clan means long life. It means, uh, to the native people, it meant uh, long life. It meant, means, uh, no, a turtle really is a warrior. Of course, he's always got a covering. And a male and a female turtle, they, they stick together. It is said that if one of the turtles fought, gets on its back for whatever reason, with the, the other one, the mate, will keep bumping it until it gets it back on its feet. 
and uh, you know it's 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 very wise. You don't get in no hurry to think things out, which we should do, and uh, <clears throat> and so it, it means a lot to and lives a long time, and uh, I always proclaim that <clears throat> that I'm going to live a long time, and I, and I want to live a long time. Because a lot, you have a lot to do. Yeah. But uh, I want to read this uh, passage, Please. Brent. A reason <clears throat> I uh, begin to look at this: always go forward, never look back. In Philippians four six nine, it says, "The Lord, <clears throat> the Lord is at hand. Do not be anxious about anything." But in everything, my prayer and supplication with thanksgiving. Let your request be made known to God, a peace of God which surpasses all understanding. Will guard your hearts and your minds in Christ Jesus. Then this is what I like. Finally, brothers, whatever is true, whatever is honorable, whatever is just, whatever is pure, whatever is lovely, Whatever is commendable, whatever is excellent, if there's anything worthy of praise, think about these things. What you have learned and received and heard and seen in me. Practice these things and the, work, and the God of peace will be with you. So, <clears throat> after reading that, after reading that, God inspired me to call this the breakthrough prayer. So when you want breakthrough, pray from whatever's true, whatever's honorable, and just, and pure, and lovely, and commendable, and excellence, and worthy of praise. Think about these things whatever you have learned and received and heard and seen in me, that will give you a breakthrough. Sometimes we don't get breakthrough, and I think it may be because we don't look at the prayer in the right way. We leave truth out, or maybe we leave justice out. Maybe we leave purity out. Maybe we leave excellence out. But we have to think about all those things that he taught us Truth, honor, just, pure, lovely, commendable, excellent, worthy of praise, things that are worthy of praise. And then I believe our prayers were answered that health, wealth, and miracles will come your way. And I just believe that for you right now, that health, wealth, and miracles is coming. But just read that passage and get a hold of that Philippians 4, 6, 9. I believe it says a lot to us in, the, in answering our prayers that we need. And we all need those answers. This country needs the answer to prayers. We can't, we can't go along having fear every day of our life. We've got to overcome that fear and have faith in God and everything that we do. So I just believe in that prayer. And I want to, I just, well, I did. I Wonderful. just released that too. Wonderful. You know, there's power in words. Mm -hmm. 
You know, when we do what we're doing, when we speak live to you, yeah. we, we are doing battle against the prince of the air because we know the king of the air. And we are not to give up our territory. You know, there's five cities and five towers. And of course, millions of household coverage in addition to online platforms. Folks, if there's ever a time uh, to get behind and invest in the lives of souls, not just finances, that's wonderful, it takes that. I'm, I'm a volunteer, a very happy volunteer, because uh, I believe in this so much. But you know what, it does take that uh, to broadcast and to reach all the people the GLC is reaching. But even more important than that, your prayers are coveted. Pray for us and pray for each other. You know, it's been said that prayer moves the arm that moves the world. It plays a strategic role in the battle between the dragon and the lamb. We serve the king of the year as we fight the prince of the year. But in the end, we win. And there's so much that people can learn uh, from the First Nation peoples, especially when the Messiah <laughs> and the Holy Spirit is prevalent. I'll never forget what I saw at All Tribes DC. And of course, that, there's another one coming up, just as you said. And uh, it's very worth your while, folks, to go to the nation's capital and still worship and still pray, where it's not fenced off there, mm. that is. Mm. But, it, but <laughs> oh my goodness, <clears throat> but it's an amazing thing uh, to find out mm. what God is doing and to get behind it. Once again, well, why don't you go to mschurchofallnations.com. Also check out 2-rivers.com. Now, we alluded to this earlier. When you wrote God's Might to Fight, what inspired you to do that? Because obviously the Lord was, he's always right on, but what a good move and what a difference this is making in people's lives. What inspired you to do this? Well, this is a warrior's book. This is for warriors, and if you're not a warrior, don't get it. Right. You know, just read uh, Mary Had a Little Lamb or something like that. But uh, <laughs> this, every one of this, is this uh, something that you want to read every morning, or maybe every night? I don't know. Uh, here's a. Let me just read an excerpt out of this. This is what uh, a worshiping warrior honors God, praise Him for His will, saturated in holiness, uh, intimacy with God. Through the act of praise, they bring their soul under submission to God, and then their spirit is free to worship in holy intimacy. In John 4, 23, it says, The true worshiper will worship the Father in spirit and truth, and the, that there are the kind of worshipers, the God that Father seeks. And so just things like that, you know, just to kind of get you... Uh, uh, like the royal priesthood warrior. Spring in the time of hope. Maybe you're feeling down and you want to read this. Spring in the time of hope and feasting for the native people. Royal priesthood warriors understand hope. And this is for everybody, not just native people. But royal priesthood warriors understand hope. Hope is a royal weapon for warriors. They have holy uh, expectations with royal confidence in the blessing of God. It's not the world's hope. 
It's not the world's hope, but it's God's hope. But you are a chosen generation, a royal priesthood, a holy nation, his, his own special people, that you may proclaim the praises of him who call you out of darkness into the marvelous light, First Peter 2, 9. And just things like that, that's what inspired me. It helped me to, you know, to get through a day or maybe a night or whatever because I was traveling so much. Uh, I just needed some input a lot of times and just to uh, uh, don't be a whining warrior. <laughs> like Moses whined, Gideon whined, David whined. But they won. They stopped whining and began winning in Romans 8, 31. What they show, we, we say that these things, if God is for us, who can be against us? And so that's inspired me to, 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 to write this book. Uh, and you need to get one. If you're a warrior, you need to get one because it'll help you. It'll calm you down. It's... Uh, the right path, the kingship warrior, the peace-loving warrior, warrior's house, brave force warriors, obedient warriors, ray of hope warriors. There's all kinds of things in this that you need to, to look at. And it, I think it really will help you, especially in days like this and times like this, when you need to, some inspiration. You need to be, uh, uh, you need to get forceful in your days and get your prayers answered. Yeah. Well, I love this book and the women warriors, and we love you. Uh, you've honored us with your presence in this studio. It's so good to see you. You know, again, you can watch The Gathering Place uh, five times a week uh, here on GLC, and also on Facebook, too. Uh, you're out there on Facebook as well, and, and YouTube as well. Uh, it's such an honor to see you, I get, I, get, I get to see you at least uh, once a month or every other month. And I, I, never, I never leave empty. It's always a full cup uh, of wisdom and knowledge, ancient wisdom, uh, divine, and straight from the heart of God. So thank you so much, Dr. Big Pond. Awude, sky warrior, <laughs> sky hunter. <laughs> and again, uh, stand with us. Let's come together. Let's lock shields. Let's take dominion, all tribes, all races, one family, united by the blood of Jesus. Let's do this. God bless you, and we'll see you next time on Light of the Southwest. <laughs>